stand with us as, um, and I think we'll have the words on the screen. If you don't have a Bible with you, you can follow along. So follow along, verses 1 through 10, chapter 2. Jonah 2, verse 1 through 10, verses. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish, saying, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Shoal I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped about my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever, yet you brought, my, brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you and to your holy temple. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. All right, let's pray. Dear God, we thank you for your word chance to uh, talk about it. Lord, I said that you will um, use your word to speak to our hearts, to change our lives. We thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. And Lord, help us to honor you uh, and uh, to live for him for a world that needs to see him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Have a seat. <clears throat> Jonah finally talks to God. And this is what, one, one thing I want to point out, have you ever been in, tr- in trouble and you just need, need help and you just want someone to hear you? Can someone just hear me? We have this throughout our life. Sometimes, sometimes we're just in a bad, bad place, just in, our, in our, just our own minds, and, and we're trying to work through it. And we talk to a friend, and we just want them to hear us. Just, just hear me. And, and when your friend goes, bro, man, I'm sorry, and I understand, that means the world. And, and in, this, in this part here, in verse 3, in verse, not three, in verse, uh, verse two, it says, uh, saying, I called out to the Lord uh, out of my distress, and he answered me. Uh, and out of the belly of Sheol, which is the grave or death, it says this, that, that he, he, heard, he heard my voice. Man, don't miss that, that in the midst of, I just got something in my eye, like a bug or something. Um, in the midst of him rebelling, running away from God, when he cries out to God, God hears him. Man, that gives me hope. I don't know about you. I hope it gives you hope when you go, man, I don't know if God will ever really want to hear me. He hears you. You know, I, I, I thought back. I remember in being off at college, went to Palm Beach Atlantic College down in West Palm Beach. I was 21, and I was in a dorm there, and I remember I got sick with the flu, and all I wanted to do, uh, because I was bad, I mean, just bad sick, and guys in the dorm, they don't really help you out a whole lot, right? There's a bunch of punks. Um, and, um, and all I wanted to do, and this is what I did, I called, called home and told my mom that I was sick. And she heard me, and the fact that my mom knew that I was sick, man, that just made me feel so much better. It didn't heal me, but for some any reason, just my mom would always take care of me when I was home, so I just wanted to let her know. Wanted her to hear, and, and she did. And so I want you to know this. If God can hear the cry 
a boneheaded Jonah, he can hear you. He can hear you no matter how dark, how rough, how whatever life has, has brought into you, God hears your cry. What, what's great, we're going to see three things that Jonah does right. First, time, first thing is this, he realizes his hopelessness. And that's a great place to be. You can't, be a, you can't hit bottom and start to go up until you realize that you are lost without God's help. And that's what he sees. Look here, verse 3. For you cast me into the, the deep, into the heart of the seas. Now, 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 who threw him into the water? The, the, the sail, 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 sailors, right? Did he blame them? He goes, those men that cast me into the sea? No, he said he knew God was in control of all this from the get-go. You cast me into the heart of the sea, and the flood surrounded me. All your waves, your billows passed over me. Then I said, I'm driven away from your sight, yet I shall again look upon your holy temple. The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. At the roots of the mountains, I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. I don't know about you, and I can't explain every part of that, but it's very dark and gloomy and, and sad. He knows he is in a bad spot that he can't get out of on his own. Um, have you ever been in a place in your life you, you realized, man, this is pretty hopeless. If I'm having to depend on me right now, this is not going to end out well. I need help. And, and that's, a, that's a scary place to be. But sometimes it's the, place, the very place we need, we need to be. Um, who here li- likes to watch did, did, did Disney movies. It's okay to admit it, guys. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. There's, there's some that get a little weird with follow your heart and just follow your heart and things will be great. And don't forget the word God says your heart is wicked above all things. And so be, be careful with that. Um, but there is a part in Frozen 2 that they, to me, depicted hopelessness. And if you remember the scene, Anna has just had Elsa and Olaf could be gone. She doesn't know, and and for her, her hope 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 is gone. Right? I've got a small clip of it, just so you can sort of feel the vibe, because it's just a it's a good mood of of this hope, hopeless feeling that she felt. Go go ahead, the video maybe with with sound.
All right, I think it's supposed to, it was supposed to stop. I might have pulled the wrong clip in. You can go ahead and stop it. I had one that faded out somewhere, somewhere, maybe that part, I don't know. That, that is a, if you watch the whole, it's a beautiful song of hope, 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 hope hopelessness and fighting through it, right? And we're, we're not going to watch the, the whole song. Um, there's a hopelessness that we can get and that we should get to when we're lost in our sin, okay? When, when we choose to rebel against God, whether we've got a relationship with him and we're running away from him, we've got to hit that hopelessness knowing we cannot fix this on our own. The only thing that can help us is God. But can I tell you there's trials and there's just things in life that gives us that same hopelessness feeling, and that's not a great place to be. But the answer is the same for both of them. Understanding that your worth is not found in what this world says, that your worth is found in who created you. Understanding that God cares about you immensely more than you can ever imagine. It's, it's like a tsunami roaring over. Over you if, you, if you, if you can just try to find the way to give it a chance to affect your life. And that same forgiveness that he grants to the, the sinners is the same grace and strength that he gives to the one that's sort of just lost because life has just gotten tough. The hopelessness uh, here, I want to make sure I get this part in my notes. Um, it rem- reminds me and, and should remind you that without... Jesus Christ, we're, hope, we're hopeless. You understand that? Without Jesus Christ in your life, everybody in this room, no one is good enough, not one. No one is right, 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 righteous, the word, the word of God says. And that we are, we are lost without him. And until we realize that, you, you're, you're not going to turn to him until you understand you, that you've got a need for him. That you cannot come to God on your own. You can't be good enough. You can't fix it. You can't please Everybody enough, you've got to have his gift in your life. And let me remind you this, in, in order to live this Christian life, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, in order to live it, it's hopeless without Christ. Huh? That makes sense, right? Christian life without Christ makes no sense. If you want to be a follower of, of Jesus like we're called to do, you've got to follow Jesus. Yeah? You, you with me so far? Okay, so we see he's hopeless. I love in verse 1, look at what it says in verse 1 as he even begins to talk to God again. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. He prayed to the Lord his God. Personal. It wasn't, he didn't just pray to the Lord, he prayed to his God. He's one that he knew uh, experienced. Entirely. And then it says this in verse, the end of verse 6. So, Yet you brought, me, brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my life was fainting away, I remembered you. And my prayer came to you into your holy temple. Point two. First point one is that, that, that Jonah realizes his hopelessness. Point two, Jonah remembers the Lord. He remembers the Lord. And um, when hope is lost... When everything is not working out, re- remember God has a plan for you. When you don't think you can be forgiven, remember that God 
will grant you more forgiveness than you ever deserve or ever will deserve. Uh, remember the Lord. And this is this in, in verse 8. Those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Um, this is sort of sad. I don't know, in today's day and age, we have vain idols all over the place. Your phone is one of them. My phone is one of them. Snapchat, TikTok, vain idols. Relationships that don't honor God, vain idols. Fighting against authority in your life that God has placed over you because you think you know better than them. Vain idols in your life. He says that those who pay regard, that those who give weight to, to, to these things, they miss out on, on God's steadfast love. Don't, don't miss out. How many of you will admit, man, sometimes I get lost in my phone and hours will pass away and I'll be like, man, what did I do? I don't even remember what I did. I just know I was gone. And we're missing. And, and those same, this drives me just crazy with small groups. Sometimes we'll have it going, hey, we're reading a chapter a week in this small book for small group. Have it read by the next week. And this is high school students. And they would come in and go, Pastor Dan, I just didn't have time to read it for this week. I just didn't really have time. Really? If we're serious with ourselves, do we really not have enough time? Because if we don't, there's a problem with our lives. Do we get that? If we don't have enough time, and not just kind of to read a book, but to get into the Word of God on our own, just a little bit, if we don't have enough time, is that an excuse or is that the, the truth? It's, it's, a, it's an excuse. So Jonah remembers the Lord. That's what I hope that we will do, that we will remember the Lord. And then look right here at what it says, uh, verse 9, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. This is Jonah who's running not talking to God, against him. This is what he says, and it's a solid standing up finally statement. I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. He has just manned up. He has just said, okay, God, whatever you want, I am going to go for it. A beautiful moment. So right here we see that Jonah doesn't only realize he's hopeless, he doesn't not only remember the Lord, which is very important, but he recommits his life. And there's students and maybe even adults in this room that there are points in your life, and this could be one of them, that you just need to go, God, and I have been walking away from you, or I have been running away from you, and I have got, I'm sorry, and help me get back to you. That's that, that's a, a prayer, a truth that some of you need to say. And don't miss this point of the story. And we're soaring through this text. Look at verse 10. It says, And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited. Almost the same sound the guys were doing for, for the game. <laughs> Jonah out upon the dry land. What did Jonah do to save himself? He really didn't do anything. He, he talked to God. Who did all the work here? God. Don't, don't miss that in the story. God redeems his servant, or God rescues his servant. And that's what God does for us time and time and time again. And you might go, well, God's probably sick of rescuing me. No, he's not. 
God knows who you are. God knows what you've done. And he's still pursuing you and fighting for you. So the question is, how can we even live this out today? He, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, I don't think we've got it on the screen, but it says this, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race set before us. And it says this in verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, and it says this was joy for him because he didn't want to die on the cross. He understood what the pain on the cross and the sacrifice for sin was going to cost him. It says for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despised the shame, is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He didn't wasn't excited about the cross. He was excited about what the cross would bring when it was finished. That was the joy that he had. So how do we start to live this out? Gosh. We follow, G follow G Jesus. Well, Pastor Dan, I just don't know how. Can I talk to you about it then? Will you give me, like, even just if I'm sitting up here all by myself there in the back of the room, can, can you come up to me and go, hey, Pastor Dan, I want to do this. I'm just not quite sure how. I'll, I'll sit with you for an hour and, and, and help you walk through it. Nick will, will sit with you for whatever time. Michelle, Natalie, whoever. We, 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 we will help you if you'll let us help you out. But it's, 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 it's understanding that faith in Christ means you take the word of God and you bring it into your life. And you, the way you absorb it into your life is that you read it and you study it and you think about it, and you memorize it, and when you do this, the truths in the scripture are going to imprint into your life. And when life gets mean, those things squeeze out of you. Those truths that you, and you may not need it for 10 years, but when you do need it, you'll be so glad that you've got it. God wants to help us through this. Um, so acknowledge your hopeless condition, Remember the Lord fixing our eyes on Jesus. And let's recommit our lives to him. I, uh, I've got some, I didn't even tell my wife about this. I've got some, some phone numbers that are going to splash on the screen and stay up here through the end of the service until everybody's out of this room. That is my cell phone. That is my wife's cell phone. Sorry, babe. Um, and this is the deal. Can you allow us to walk with you through life? If I, there's so many that get to an edge and go, man, I would, I would go for help, but man, I just don't want to be in imposition. I don't want to get in the way. They don't really care. They don't really have time for me. That's my cell phone. That's my wife's cell phone. If you just want to call, if you want to text, if you want to talk to me right here, however we can help you in your walk with Christ, that is what God has called us to do. That is one of the greatest things that we can do is go, and I know it's tough. Some of you might go, well, I've been in the youth group for five years. I ought to know better. You come to me for help. I am going to love you all the more because you're wanting to grow in your faith. Some of you in this room, you may have never even begun faith with Christ, and you're not quite sure how. And it's to the point that when you go to bed at night, you're like, God, I, I don't know if I've got this right or not. I've been going to youth group for a year or two or five years, or I've grown up in, in the church. But do I really understand what it means to be saved, and did I do it right? 
can we talk about it? Because I want to help relieve whatever fears you have. I want to show you in Scripture where God says, uh, I write these things that you, that you may know you have eternal life, that you can be secure in him, not be fearful. So we're always here to reach out to. Sorry, babe, but you're glad. Please reach out to us. A- a- after the edge, you want to talk to me even up here, over there, outside, whatever, that is what we are here for. And everybody in this room needs help sometimes. Adults, youth, whoever you are, everybody needs help sometimes. I need help sometimes. I've got people I've got to go to sometimes and go, man, I'm struggling. So sometimes it's good to have peers that you can can go to. But there are times when you need to go above peers because peers can only help you so much. The thing that the beautiful age that I have, because I know you think I'm like 30, but I'm a little bit more than that. But the experience that I've gained, I've made so many more errors than probably you've ever made choices in your life. And I can help you learn from some things that I've made wrong. All right, I think I beat that horse to death. So, don't, don't just get lost in the crowd. Don't say, I'll deal with it in a week or two or next month, or I'm not quite old enough yet. Your parents, for many of you, I know, are available for you to talk to. Go talk to them. We are available for you to talk to. If you just don't know who to turn to, let me help you out. Cool? Deal? All right, let's pray. We're going to be dismissed tonight. Dear God, we, we thank you so much for tonight. Uh, just a chance to talk about things that are, I think are important to you. God, um, for those that are, um, have just been running away from you, uh, Lord, I just ask that you'll help them understand their hopeless condition and their need to turn to you. And Lord, help them to understand your love for them, your powerful love for them. God, for those that are in this room, and life has just been tough. They've not been running away from you. But life has gotten tough and they feel hopeless. And God, this is what I ask for them. God, I ask that you'll somehow through friends, through family, through my wife and I, get somebody to wrap their arms around them and let them know how loved they are and that you have such a plan for their life. God, I ask that you'll bring Relief to the broken heart, hearted, who, whoever that may be. God, I just ask you, you'll help us to remember you. And God, give us the courage to commit our lives to you, to follow you wherever you lead. And thank you for the gift of your son, G- Jesus. For in his name we pray. Amen. All right, that's it. Y'all have a great week. Got extra bu- Bibles here at the front. <laughs>